yo what is up um okay so these last few episodes have been rather intense and this one probably is going to be too probably not as intense i'm not i'm not sure yet because uh, i haven't recorded it yet i mean well you're listening to it so i have recorded it oh see how fucking see how that works isn't that cool as of right now i haven't recorded the episode yet but you're listening to this right now but i'm talking right now but i'm not i was talking in the past so right now you're (laughs) okay this is weird so um okay so i went to visit my family in e-town again I feel like a lot of my episodes are going to start this way. Um, I started, I started, I visited my family in E-Town and I saw something that really, really made me think. And, you know, for a while I was really disillusioned while living here. And I was like, I really, you know, I'm glad that I got to visit E-Town. Um, and there was a part of me that almost regretted moving. Not quite, but like almost But then this last time I went down to E-Town to visit and I realized, no, I know exactly why I left. And I was perfectly right to leave. Like, I absolutely needed to get out of this place and I'm very happy where I am. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. So while I was in E-Town, I saw a child yelling at this cat, right? just like you're a bad cat you need to stop doing what you're doing bad cat and the cat wasn't doing anything now before you freak out there was no like abuse or anything it was just like a little four-year-old toddler running around yelling at a cat and the reason it stuck with me so hard is because it reminded me of when I was this child's age I felt small because I was the smallest kid in the class. I felt lonely because I didn't have any friends. I felt scared because I was constantly being bullied. So I would go home and I would just yell at I would just yell at my dog. Like and I know that somebody is going to be like, "Oh my god, you're a fucking monster. I'm never going to talk to you again." And like, I guess that's fine, but I'm just, I'm going to be honest. When I was very young, I did that. I would go home from school and I would cry and I would be so upset. And then my dog would walk into the room and I would just start yelling at the dog just for no reason. Just like, just because I felt like I had to be bigger than somebody. I had to take it out on somebody. I had all this anger and all this fear and I just, I just had to you know luckily I'm a girl so I didn't do that thing that little boys like to do where they abuse animals and like you know chop the neighborhood's cats heads off or whatever the fuck you know like little boys do some crazy things like oh look it's a frog I'm gonna rip all of its limbs off and watch it squirm like boys are fucking scary okay like (laughs) but I didn't abuse anybody because I'm a girl we handle our problems differently we tend to withdraw more than you know act with anger and aggression but this child was a male so it scared me because I was like 
all I did was yell at a dog. You know, I didn't do anything crazy. But he's a boy. And I know for a fact that a good 70-80% of the men that I know admitted that when they were children, they would harm and kill animals. And so I was like, what's going to happen if this child does not like see a therapist or have somebody to talk to, especially because he's got mental illness in his family. So he's pretty prone to having some disorders and while he's only four right now, and he's only just yelling at a cat, what if someday that progresses? Because if nothing changes, it's only going to get worse. What? Okay, like, it's, okay, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. Basically, oh shit, wait. Sorry, I'm, like, hella distracted. People just got home and there's, like, background shit going on. Um, what the hell was I saying? Basically, I'm scared that things could progress because, especially in the mind of a young boy, if he feels small, if he feels scared, if he feels lonely, he's gonna lash out. And, you know... The people around him don't necessarily, I don't know if they just don't notice or they don't care, but they're like, well, you know, he's four, like he's a boy. Boys are going to do that. Boys are going to be boys. But it's like, no, he's doing this for a reason. He obviously feels some type of way and he doesn't know how to express his emotions. And just because he's small doesn't mean that he can't cause harm to anyone or anything, especially because he's going to get bigger someday you know, and he's a dude, so he's going to be bigger and stronger than a lot of us. So if things continue the way that they're going and he never has an outlet to express his emotions, there is a possibility that things could go horribly wrong. And so it, it freaked me out. Like, I'm not going to lie. And it just, it reminded me so much of my childhood. It reminded me of the way that I felt. It reminded me of the road that I was kind of going down for a really long time because I did feel scared, small, lonely all the time, all the time. And, um, you know, there were a lot of different ways that I tried to get out my, not necessarily aggression, but like my anger, my feelings, you know, I talked about how I was a fucking asshole in middle school. Like I was so hateful. I was so mean, you know, it's it, it reminded me a lot of myself I wouldn't say that I was a bully necessarily like I didn't pick on the smaller kids but there were times when I almost did like there were times when you know the little kid on the playground would be you know made fun of and they would come to me and they'd be like hey Kai like come help us make fun of this kid and I felt happy because I was like oh my god like I'm one of you guys I'm one of the big kids I'm not being picked on for once I have the power I can pick on somebody else and you know there was like once or twice when I actually did and that sucks and I fucking hate that and if I could go back and apologize to those people I would 
but honestly I can I can brag and say that for the most like 98% of the time I would always go to the kid who was picked on and be like hey I've been where you are and it sucks and you know if I had somebody to come up and talk to me and make me feel less alone that would have been really great so I'm gonna do that for you like I've always kind of have that I've always had that quality so I guess you know because and I guess that's also because of how I was raised you know my mom was very much like don't feel sorry for yourself you don't have it worse than anyone in the world be kind be compassionate always have empathy blah 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 blah. so that kind of you know that stuck with me um but some people just aren't taught that some people just aren't fucking taught you know what I'm saying some people don't have parents that were as wise and calm my mommy was very calm. My mommy was very wise. I think she is the reason why I definitely didn't get in near as much trouble as I could have when I was younger. But my thing is, the feeling of not being the little guy was so, like, fucking exhilarating to me. Like, I just loved it. And so when I looked into the eyes of this child, I could tell that he felt the exact same way. Like, I'm not the little guy anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to wait to continue this. Um, okay. There are other people in the house, so you're probably going to hear some background noise and I'm probably going to be distracted, but I'm, I'm going to try to do this anyway. Um, cause I don't really have a lot of time to record these and this is something that I would like to talk about. So I get it. I, I remember exactly how I felt when I was that age and I think it freaked me out so much that I was like, I have to leave. I have to go back to Louisville because I've only ever been an adult here. You know what I'm saying? Like in E-Town, I, like I grew up in E-Town. People remember me in E-Town. They knew me as a child. But in Louisville, people have only known me as an adult, as the person I am with a podcast and fucking twists in her hair and like the fucking lip ring that I got on Impulse. Like, so I was like, I have to go back to Louisville. Like I have to get out of E-Town because I don't like the headspace that this put me back in time to do the Kai thing and run away. And you know what? It fucking worked and it's great. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to come back and address it so I can talk about it. Boys tend to be much more aggressive while girls tend to withdraw. And that sucks because a lot of the times that's why you have relationships where girls sit and let men treat them like shit and they just apologize and they just cry and they're quiet and they're withdrawing and they're trying to make themselves smaller and they're like what could I do to make this stop like how can I how can I stop this from happening where the guy who doesn't feel better because he's still hurting he's still whatever the fuck is going on in his life so he's still being like absolutely fucking aggressive it's like the hammer and the nail situation like she's just trying to withdraw as much as she can make herself smaller he's trying to make himself bigger so that he doesn't feel like the little guy like it's it's kind of a shitty situation like it it really sucks and i wish that more people had a way to express how they felt hey man what's going on see ya see I was about to say, did I really just get noogied? It has been so long. I just got noogied, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, shit. Now I feel like a little guy. No, I'm just kidding. It's fun. Um, I always threatened to noogie my friends, but I haven't noogied anyone in a while. Okay. Anyway. Um, so it, it really, it really sucks. Um, 
that things are like that. And I really wish that we could normalize. I almost feel like, you know how most mothers... You ever notice how most mothers want to put their kids in sports? Like they're like, or their sons in sports. Oh, you know, he's going to be a great football player. He's going to be a basketball player. He's going to play soccer. We need to, which... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I get it. We need to get him to a place where he can, you know, play with the other kids and learn teamwork and blah, blah, blah. We need to put him to sport. That's great. Fine. But I also think you should put him in therapy. <laughs> like, I think that we need to figure out and maybe not because I know that guys don't necessarily talk as much as girls do. So maybe not therapy, maybe something else, but something to where they can address what they're feeling and figure out how to fix it in a way that isn't harmful to smaller creatures. Like, I just, because it, it, you, you remember that kid from the butterfly effect, the really fucked up kid who, who did all that crazy shit. Um, I have nightmares about those kids. Like, I straight up, I actually have nightmares about kids like that. Like, that shit freaks me out. And I'm like, what if this kid turns into one of those kids because he just feels so small and he doesn't have any structure and he just feels like he needs, like, attention or something and he just starts to discord, like, fucking, fucking shit up. Fucks me up. It freaks me out. So... I left because I was like, I know what this can do to somebody because there were thoughts in my head as a kid that should have never been there. Like I was a bit of a little monster, but I was more passive aggressive. Like I never harmed anybody, but I was not well, <laughs> like we're, we're just, we're just gonna, there were things that I would think, there are things that I would say that were not necessarily the best. And it was because I just felt so angry and I didn't know where to place my anger. So I get it. And it sucks. So I just want to figure out what it is that we can do for these kids so that they don't end up getting diagnosed with ODD and like just becoming mad socios. And like, we, we just gotta, we gotta figure something out. All right, we gotta figure something out. There is this movie, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called or, like, what it was even really about because I wasn't, like, watching it, watching it. I just came into the room while my parents were watching it. But basically, I remember the scene. This guy and this other guy were talking, and this dude whips out his dick and pees in the other guy's pool. Just looks right at him and just pisses in his pool and he's just like yeah i'm pissing in your pool and the other guy is just standing there not doing anything about it just straight just blank faced like this dude's pissing in my pool you know didn't do anything well the guy shakes it off puts it back in his pants leaves like yeah that's right this dude stands there for a sec then his wife gets home and immediately when he sees his wife, he just starts wailing on her. Like he just starts beating the fuck out of this woman because he was made to feel like the little guy. And he didn't like that because his fragile masculinity just couldn't take it. So as soon as he saw the smaller, weaker woman, he was like, I have to get my aggression out. I have to feel strong again. So he wailed on his wife. Now his wife had a kid. 
she could have been like, I felt like the little guy because I just got my ass beat by my husband. I'm going to beat the fuck out of my kid. So I won't feel like a little guy anymore. But she didn't because most of us women don't fucking do that shit. She was like, I need to protect my kid. I need to make sure that this doesn't happen to my child. I need to make sure that this doesn't happen to me in front of my child ever again. That's the difference between, yes, this is going to come off really sexist and I'm not even sorry. That's the difference between a lot of men and women is that I was the same way. When I was a kid, I was like, I have to protect these smaller people. I don't want them to feel like the little guy. I don't want to be that person who turns on them and becomes the person that caused me so much misery. I have to protect these kids. I have to go up to the kid who's being bullied and be his friend. Or even like when I was a freshman in high school, you know, all the freshmen got picked on and oh, freshman Friday, we're going to shove you in the trash cans. You could literally go on my Facebook and scroll down to when I was in high school, you will never see me talk shit about freshmen. You will only see a post where I say, hey, I know what it's like to be a freshman. I know they're not exactly welcomed with open arms. If you are going into your freshman year of high school, you could absolutely feel free to talk to me. I'm an upperclassman. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to you. I'm going to make sure that you feel safe and comfortable. I've always been this fucking person. And I think it's because I'm a woman and we just feel like we have to protect the smaller people instead of like feeling like we have to be the big guy. Like, like we're not so simple-minded. Sorry, fellas. Um, y'all need to work on that. But it was just this one scene in the movie that just really got me thinking about it. Like, what can we do to stop these things from happening? Because I feel like a lot of domestic violence cases are because men are made to feel small, so they have to feel bigger. And women, they just withdraw and protect. That's all we know how to do. Protect, withdraw. We don't, we can't, we can't fight back. We physically can't fight back. So what the hell do we do? And I feel like if we could just fix these things when we see them, immediately when we see them. But he's only four years old. I don't give a fuck. As soon as you see it, you need to fix it. Discipline, structure, but also love, compassion. Like, we need, we need to figure this shit out when they're kids because... I would have been in a lot more trouble if I didn't have that structure and that discipline in my life. Now you got people that are walking around like the world owes them something and like, oh, you need to feel sorry for me because I was, you know, I had these circumstances growing up, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. I do not think the world owes me anything. I do not think that you are obligated to feel sorry for me. Yes, I was dealt a hand that is a bit more difficult than the average person, but I deal with it because I'm not the only person in this world who was dealt not the best hand. And it's not, I wasn't dealt the worst hand by any means. There are people with hands that are not that great. Like, not as good as mine and like I want to fucking protect those people and help them if I can like I just the whole chip on the shoulder shit the whole you know where do you place your anger I just really wish that we could figure out a way to work this shit out because it is absolutely so concerning to me I don't know maybe I'm just thinking absolutely way too much into it but we have to learn how to handle things 
When we feel small, when we feel powerless, instead of taking it out on somebody else, can we all please just agree that protection is better than aggression? Can we all just try to be the people that we needed in our lives? I needed somebody to tell me that what I was feeling was okay. I needed somebody to remind me to be humble, but also confident. That's one of the reasons I made this podcast is because all the things that I really needed to hear when I was young, I wanted to say just in case there was somebody out there who needs to hear it. Instead of going on here and bitching about fucking, I don't know, I just... You know, and that's why I don't mention names and I don't pick on certain groups of people, unless you're Pisces, because I'm not a bully. Like, I, you know, what the fuck? my roommates are so fucking loud. Um, I just, it freaks me out. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is who was the last person who pissed in your pool? What did you do about it? If you feel like you couldn't stand up to that person, that's not your fault. I get it. But how did you respond? Did you go punch somebody else in the face? Did you go piss in somebody else's pool? Or did you see somebody struggling and take them by the hand and help them up and pick up their books? Because maybe they just really needed it that day. There's always going to be somebody. And you know what? Maybe the dude that pissed in his pool felt like the little guy. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go piss in my neighbor's pool. And then I'll feel like the big guy. Who knows? Maybe the person who pisses in your pool does it because they're just scared and small and lonely. And, you know, you could look at that person with compassion. Or you can straight up look at that person and be like, man, Fuck you. You pissed in my pool, you pathetic ass, motherfucking ass, small ass, bitch ass. You may have your piss in my pool, but I know for a fact that my life is better than yours because I don't feel the need to go pissing in people's pools. Like, sometimes I'd be like that. There have been so many people in my life that have just put me down just relentlessly for no reason. And I don't even get mad about it anymore. I'm like, you must be jealous of me or something. Like, because you're constantly feeling the need to make me feel like I'm lesser so there must be a problem with you because I don't go out of my way to make people feel like they're lesser I don't feel like I have to do that in order to make myself feel big so think about the last person who pissed in your pool and maybe use it to motivate you to be the protector instead of the aggressor like we need to you know when someone does nice things and they pay it forward like when someone pays for the meal behind them at the mcdonald's drive through and then that person's like oh how sweet i'll pay for the person behind me that's great that's awesome that's awesome but it doesn't work both ways if the person pisses on the person behind them the person behind them shouldn't be like hey i'm gonna go piss on the person behind me they should be like i'm gonna stop this this cycle of abuse ends here we're not gonna fucking do this nobody else needs to get their pool pissed in that's not gonna make anybody feel better all that's gonna have is a big neighborhood full of pissy pools and beaten wives what the fuck is that gonna do nothing 
So maybe don't do that. I'm I'm not even trying to give any kind of like advice. I just want to know what to do. That's like that's pretty much cuz it's such a thing that I just see so often. You know, children experiencing trauma and then they grow up and they just like inflict such pain on other smaller people. And I just I'm I'm going to need y'all to fucking stop. Like I'm going to need y'all to quit. If y'all could just get it together, that would be fucking grand, okay? That would be, that would be fucking wonderful. I finally don't necessarily feel like the little guy anymore. Sometimes I still do. We all do. But... I guess, I don't know if it's just different people, but I feel like if I were to make somebody feel small, I wouldn't feel accomplished. I'd feel like a monster. I'd feel like I'm no different than the person who tormented me. But if I can make somebody feel better, if I could help somebody up off the ground, that would make me feel accomplished. I've had so many people piss in my pool and it's never made me want to go piss in somebody else's pool it just wants it it makes me want to go to other people's houses and make sure that their pools are clean or maybe help them clean the piss that someone left in their pool like if we can just (laughs) like i don't i don't know it's actually you know what it's flaw admitting time that's what it is i'm gonna be way too open And, um, I guess I haven't been completely honest throughout this episode, even though I thought that I had, there is a small part of me that does enjoy making people feel small sometimes. And it's, I'm not saying that it's right. It's wrong. It's horrible. It's bad. I'm literally actively trying to work on it in therapy right now because it's not good. But because I was made to feel small as a child... Because I have issues and I still have a little bit of pent-up anger that I kind of hold, there are certain times... Luckily, it has to be provoked. I don't just do it randomly. I'm not just going to see a kid walking on the sidewalk and push him down. Like, it's, it's not like that. But sometimes, if people anger me to a certain point, I take pleasure in the idea of bringing their traumas back up to light and making them feel small and worthless and just standing over them. Like, it just makes my fucking nipples hard. And that's bad. Like, that's horrible. I clearly have issues that I still need to actively work on. Like, so I guess it's not... It's bad. And the good thing is, I'm... I know that I have this quality and so I'm able to actively fight against it. I cannot remember the last time I'd done something like that to somebody. So luckily it's just kind of like an intrusive thought at this point. It is not something that I act on. I am not abusive to anybody in my life, but it is one of those things that I know from personal experience. Like I know 
about this issue. I know about the little guy complex because like I, I fucking get it. And I think that's why I make a lot of jokes about like my friends are submissive. You know, they're like, oh my God, like I need a daddy. And I'm straight up like, if you tell me what to do, I will poison you and I'll fucking stand over you while I watch the life drain from your eyes. And part of that is because I have issues. <laughs> Like, part of that is because I refuse to ever be made to feel small again. I don't like that shit. I'm not a little. If you call me a good little girl, I'll fucking chop your legs off. Now who's little? Like, I, <laughs> like I have issues. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I don't know. I'm... I'm still a bit of an angry fucker a lot of the time, but maybe that's why when I look into the eyes of this child, I just get so scared because I'm like, I don't want him to live his life the way that I did. I don't want him to walk down the middle school hallways and just be like, oh, I wish every fucking one of these people would die. Like, that's scary. Like, no, I don't want that kid to grow up like I did. Fuck, not grow up like I did. At least I had a mom who was, you know, she made mistakes sometimes, but she's cool. Like, at least, you know, I, I feel like I'm better off than that kid is. But I don't know. Um, I'm probably not going to go back to E-Town for a while. Because it did freak me out. Um, sometimes I forget that I, like, had a childhood even like I talk about it a lot on this podcast that's another thing that makes me laugh I say I'm an adult a lot on this podcast and I think the reason is because I don't remember like okay I remember my childhood but I really don't think about it a lot but I do recall the feeling if that makes sense like I'll have feelings that have been there since childhood but I won't necessarily know where the feelings come from I'll just know that I have them and so a lot of the times I'll tell myself I'm an adult it's kind of like you're over it like you're past it you're not small anymore you're not defenseless you don't have to you know stay with these people you don't have to put up with the things that you used to like I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself of that but also I low-key don't know why because like it's it's really hard does that make sense does any of that make sense like I guess my therapist is right and I do kind of tend to minimize my trauma. 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 But I feel like I have to because when I was in E-Town, it just kind of came up again and I was like, oh no, like I want to fucking die. So I left and now I don't feel that way anymore. See, I feel better. So maybe minimizing my trauma is not that bad of a thing. Plus, I feel like trauma is just a really dramatic word. It wasn't necessarily trauma. I was just mistreated as a child and now I'm an angry fuck. I feel like we all can relate to that. There's not a single person listening to this who can't relate to that, right? So I don't know. I just, I managed to grow up and make something positive out of it thank god because i honestly could have gone a completely different way mm, but holy fucking god am i terrified for some of these fucking people 
I feel like I talk way too much on this podcast about myself and that's not really my intention. Um, if we see each other in person and you step up to me like you know me trying to talk about my past and shit, I'm going to make your life hard. I'm not going to physically harm you or anything. I feel like that's probably what you where you thought that was going. No, 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 no. But I will make your life harder because I'm a bit passive aggressive. Just don't... Don't come up to me like you know me trying to talk about my childhood and shit. All right, don't fucking do that. We're not doing that shit. All right. It wasn't that bad. I don't ever want to like come across like, oh, my childhood was just so bad and I'm just such a traumatized little mean. It's really not like that. Okay. I'm not a Pisces. I don't go around acting like my life was so hard and lying about my life and trying to get everybody to feel sorry for me and be like, okay she's so brave look at all the stuff that she's over like no that's not that's not my goal I my childhood was not that bad there were just certain aspects of it that were not the best but I'm just being honest maybe too honest I feel like (laughs) I'm way too honest with you half of this stuff I feel like you should not even know but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to need you guys to start making a podcast so I can know you guys a little better so that I don't feel so naked. Um, but I mean, that's my fault because I'm the one who like metaphorically stripped for you. So <laughs> this is what is up with all these weird ass fucking metaphors. I don't know. Um, but I'm not at all trying to play the victim in this. I'm literally just trying to figure out what it is that we can do to stop abuse from cycling because I just feel like I see it everywhere like I see it all around me and I hate it and I just I just want to figure out how to make it all stop like and I guess that's a dumb thing to say because like it's never gonna stop like people have been abusive long before I was born they're gonna be abusive long after I die there's not a single thing that I can do to stop the cycle from happening it just sucks because it's like everywhere I turn somebody's being abusive or like abused and I'm like what the fuck even like I don't it just it just kind of wears on you after a while you know it just kind of makes your soul tired I'm gonna take a nap (laughs) Maybe if I turn my mic on, um, you'll be able to hear what I have to fucking say. So this is about a few weeks after I recorded whatever the fuck I recorded, um, previously. Um, it is currently eight in the morning. I have not slept. Um, I could not sleep. I am tired, I think. My head, like, is kind of aching, but it's not sure. Um, I'm fucking starving. But I've been out of work for a little bit because of some COVID shit. So I have not necessarily been bringing in very much money. Um... So I, um, am sad. (laughs) Um, 
all night I have been trying to sleep because usually when I'm hungry or sad or both, I sleep it off. Um, that's how I deal with a lot of my things is I just kind of sleep it off because sleep is fucking wonderful. But when sleep isn't an option, what do you do? Well, you turn on the TV, but you have a mild headache and that makes it worse. So you turn off the TV and you get on your phone and you watch TikTok for six hours and then your headache gets worse and then you turn it off and you try to sleep, but you can't sleep because you were watching fucking TikTok for eight hours. Um, so then you toss and you turn and you try to get comfy and it gets to the point where you're literally like flopping around on the bed trying to get comfortable and then you're like going insane because you realize that you're just, you feel stuck and sad and shitty for no fucking reason. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, so I thought I'd do the next best thing and get on here and talk. So let me, oh, that's why I'm whispering um, my roommates are sleeping and I do not wish to wake them. So I'm not trying to be sultry or anything. I'm just <laughs> trying to be respectful. Um, imagine that. Um, so let me give an update because what the hell else am I going to talk about right now? Um, I am starting dreadlocks. I, I got them started a week ago. Um, so that's really interesting. It kind of gives me like a project. And with this new project, I very quickly realized that every body modification that I've ever done is the result of a mental breakdown, but not in the way that you think. Let me, let me explain. I love body mods. I love the way that they look. I don't regret any of the mods that I've done. Maybe the lip piercing a little bit. I'm not sure I have a love-hate relationship with it. But um, I realized that like when I have a project that is like literally on my person that I can like craft and hone and obsess over, it keeps my brain, my heart like occupied. So like a year ago, it was ear stretching, which these are just little things. It's not like big, huge body mods. You know, it's not like I'm getting plastic surgery. It's like little things, but I would just obsess and I would make sure that I knew everything about the topic. And I'd be like, you know, I'm going to plan it out. I'm so excited to go to the next stretch. Like it, it always gave me something to look forward to. I was like, I'm going to get this new jewelry, you know, like ear stretching. This is going to be my thing. My whole YouTube feed was just like my ear stretching journey from 18 gauge to double zero. And I would just constantly watch Q&As and, um, you know, journey things. And I'd look at pictures and I would just see people's like on their ear stretching journeys. And it was just a thing that I was like obsessed with because it took my mind off of whatever was going on at the time. And I felt like I was making some kind of progress. And I'm, I'm realizing that that's exactly what this dread thing is, because I'm doing the same thing that I did, constantly looking up dreadlock videos, you know, dreadlock journey, Q&As and shit, buying products for it, um, and it's, it's a process, like, it's a project, like, you don't just get dreads, and then you have, like, these big, fluffy, mature dreads, like, they have to grow, it's, it's like having a plant, and I think that I kind of latched on to this idea of having this project that I get to really, like, work on, 
um that's literally like on my head every fucking day so i can't necessarily like forget about it even though i do have i forget my fucking head if it wasn't attached like i have i'm pretty sure i've got undiagnosed adhd um no i'm not just saying that because i think it's cool or trendy i definitely have reasons but um yeah, so I'm realizing this is kind of a new thing that I'm doing where I am very much putting all of my energy into dreadlocks, which I mean, I I wanted dreads for a few years, but I was never like passionate about it. But lately I've just been like, oh my God, dreadlocks. And I'm pretty sure it's because whatever is actually going on right now, I just don't want to deal with. Um, So, you know, there's that. Is it a good coping mechanism? No. Is it the worst? No. So I think I'm okay with it. Um, you know, there are definitely pros and cons, just as there are to ear stretching um, and other piercings. But um, I'll tell you what, this fucking lip piercing, the con is pretty much outweighing all of the pros. This keloid that I have right in the middle of my fucking lip that is literally bigger than the piercing itself and looks so ugly makes me want to die. So I'm really trying to get rid of that, but that's another project. Except this one, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so excited. It's like growing and like, you know, like my dreads. I'm like, oh, they're young right now. They're at this stage and then they're going to be, no, this, I'm just like, I need to get this keloid gone. I need to get it gone right now. So it's another project that I'm like working on, but it's not like a good one. Does that make sense? Cause I'm trying to get rid of it as quickly as I can, whereas the dread process, I'm like, yes, the process, you know, um, because if I were to just wake up with mature dreads overnight, then I wouldn't have anything to work on, like, I wouldn't have, like, a project to obsess over, and then I'd have to focus on whatever the fuck it is that I'm ignoring right now, which I'm not sure what it is, but it's something, because I can feel myself going crazy, so, um, that's, who is texting Oh, God, I don't want to deal with it right now. I really don't want to deal with it right now. I'm not, I'm not. Um, fuck, I don't even remember what I was saying. I can't, I can't. Okay, turning off my phone because I don't want this. Um, so that's pretty much the update on me. I have a keloid on my lip. I have starter dreads on my head. I, um... I'm doing that thing again where I don't work for a while and I get really depressed and right now I'm thinking about what it is that people say about me behind my back and how I know for a fact that I'm not as like cool and swaggy as I like to pretend that I am and I'm pretty sure every person who is in my life is like just so completely unimpressed like just absolutely not having me around like not having my smiles not having my vibes like they're sweet people but I'm like you don't actually want to be around me so why are you saying that you do but I can't tell them that because then they'll realize that that's true and then I'll be alone you know that fucking episode of Victorious when she's talking to you know it's the bird scene and she's talking to the bird and she's like, you could be anywhere, but you stay here. And then the bird leaves and she's like, well, cool. Now I'm fucking lonely. That's kind of how I feel. So I almost want to like not say it and trick them into staying around. But then I'm like, but that's mean. But then I'm like, well, you know what? Mm, 
So it kind of sucks because I feel the loneliness of not having people who genuinely care. At least I don't feel like I have people that genuinely want me around. Um, so I have the loneliness without even like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So I thought I would think about what I want for my life in the future. And I'd really like to get to a point where I have, first of all, money to go grocery shopping. Like, at least five years from now, I want to wake up at this time and I want to go in my kitchen and be like, or not even wake up, get up. Maybe I had another night like this where I couldn't sleep. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to make some breakfast burritos for me and whoever lives with me at the time. Hopefully people that I really care about who actually want me around and aren't, you know, not having my smiles. You know, people who actually have my best interest in heart and for whatever fucking reason are positively impacted by my presence and I could just make them breakfast burritos and I could just be like yo what's going on and we could just sit and open the windows because it's fall and just have our little coffee and watch the craft or practical magic and fucking I could go to my job at the recording studio or some fucking shit and then come home late at night and just like crash and be like yeah tomorrow I'm making waffles like if I could have that, I think I would be perfectly fine, but I don't know how to get there, and I don't think I ever will. Honestly, I do not believe that I will ever get to a place where I am genuinely happy and I'm around people that only have love in their hearts for me. Like, I just don't see that being a possibility, and that's a real bummer, um, but being alone, you know, with myself, obviously that's what being alone is. When I'm just by myself all day in my room, I realize that I suck. <laughs> like, I don't like being around me for that long. I don't, I feel yucky. Like, there's this episode, I know I keep fucking referencing TV shows, there's this episode of Rick and Morty when this guy's talking about personal space. I literally have the t-shirt because I fucking love it so much. But he's talking about personal space and he's like, I'm not even interested in this skin being on my personal space. So he like rips his skin off because it's in his personal space. That's literally how I feel. I just want to rip my skin off just over and over and over. Like I feel so sick of myself that I just want to like pry myself apart from my body and just leave, just leave myself. Like I feel absolutely fucking disgusted with myself and I'm angry and I don't know why, but I can't not feel the way that I do. And that really sucks because it's October and you know it's fucking halloween and it's my birthday and it's fucking fall and it's all these wonderful things and i should be you know normally i'm like this is when i'm happy this is when i feel like i belong this is when i feel like people that are like me are actually celebrated but for whatever reason i just feel so fucking gross like i don't even want to crawl in a hole I want my body to crawl in a hole and then me to just leave. 
just leave my body in that hole and just be like fuck you like i'm gonna start over find a different body who functions better um so you know that's where i'm at right now um everything is my fault all the time and I'm not making any progress and I'm not positively impacting anyone or anything and that's all I ever want to do is just have some kind of positive impact on something so I don't feel like a complete waste of space but lately it's just not working And nothing I do is helping. And I'm not saying that I want to die. But if I could just at least temporarily die for like, maybe like wait until, you know, October's over because this is like my season. Or maybe until fall's over. And then I can just like sleep for like five years. Just take a big long break. And then wake up as somebody else and just live and like (laughs) you know be able to actually meet people and talk to people and remember the directions that I'm given and not forget my mask because I fucking put it in the fridge and I like what who fucking like I have so many things wrong with me I cannot think of one thing about myself that I actually fucking like right now and it kind of makes me really fucking mad. And I think I'm going to go sit outside. I don't have any more apple cider because I drink it all, but I'd really like some apple cider. Okay, so um, I went outside and I sat on the porch and I drank coffee and Baileys and I ate some little breakfast burritos from McDonald's because I actually did get paid today. So I had enough to get food and I ate it on the porch um, because I wanted to. Um, and I got picante sauce on my Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy shirt. And I have my CBD in my system, food, a little bit of alcohol, and I'm feeling a little bit better. And before you fucking judge me, I didn't sleep all night, so this is basically like noon to me. Plus, I work third shift anyway, so if I want to have a glass of wine at six in the morning, that's basically like, mm, well, it's basically like six at night. Or like 5.30, nah, it's like six, six at night. Or like seven or eight. I don't know. I don't know how time works like that. Um, All I know is that, yeah, maybe like, I don't know, because I go to bed pretty soon after I go to work. Anyway, not the point. Not the point. Listen, I didn't sleep. I'm on my usual schedule, kind of, except normally I'd probably be asleep right now because I'd be tired from work, but I had food. So I am no longer sad and hungry. I am just sad. Um, 
but I sat outside and I listened to some good music and I enjoyed the beautiful weather and then the sun started to come out and I was like, nope, fuck that. <sighs> so I took my happy ass back inside and I peed and now I am back. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my day today. I'm really hoping that I can get the results back and they can just go ahead and tell me that I'm negative for COVID so that I can live my life and socialize, even though fucking, I literally just said that socializing is really hard for me because I'm pretty sure nobody actually wants me around. <laughs> so even getting back to normal is going to be hard for me. But you know what? That's, it is what it is. Um, I got these headphones from Amazon and I really liked them. What else? What else has happened to me lately? <laughs> um, I got these headphones a little while back. So before you say, you just said you didn't have any money. I got them a while back, um, when I was actually getting paid weekly because I was working. Um, I am very hot now. It is hot. And I would open a window, but the sun came out, and now it's hot outside. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? What's happening right now? I don't fucking like it. I, pr I want to, like, watch The Craft or Practical Magic or something. I just want to sit down and watch the witchy movies and light some candles. Maybe I'll, like, take a cold bath. I don't like baths, actually. I don't like baths at all, um, but I don't know, like, one time, I think I've taken a bath maybe twice in the past 10 years, because I was working at this place for a little while, and, like, every bone in my body was just hurting so fucking bad, because we worked, like, 14-hour shifts, and I was like, oh my fucking god, so I, like, had to take baths, but, um, I don't like to, but I guess, um, since I don't really have anything happy to talk about, I'll just keep you updated next week on my keloid and my dreadlocks um, and whatever I decide to actually do for my birthday because my therapist did say that I needed to do, you know, I needed to have something to look forward to. Um, but the only thing I can think of is tattoos. So like, I just want a big tattoo. I just want to be fucking tatted and I want to have thick ass dreads and I want to have big ass fucking hoops and I realized that if I were to wake up with all of these things tomorrow I would still be fucking lame but you know what I can fantasize and I can be like maybe if I put more ink on my body maybe if I fuck around with my fucking life a little bit more I will become this swaggy fucking Jade West fucking what's it, Ruby Rose looking ass motherfucking Andre Harris fucking furs a buck, like, maybe, maybe someday, maybe, I don't know, that's pretty much what's keeping me going right now, is thinking that maybe someday in the future, somebody will look at me and be like, wow, you know who she reminds me of? Somebody cool, <laughs> um, but I don't really see that happening, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know.
um either way i love tattoos they make me so fucking happy and every time i look at mine i'm like oh yes if i have to be alive in this world at least these things also exist and that's the whole reason i got the tattoos so i'm very excited about that um so if i want to have like a tattoo party for my birthday and like everybody just you know we just get tattoos together and like eat peanut butter pie or something like that would be wonderful i don't know um last year for my birthday my 21st birthday this dude one of my best fucking friends he's just i have so much fucking love for this dude um he gave me pumpkin spice liquor or liqueur if there's if there's a difference but whatever um for my birthday and i was like how did you know that i am the most basic ass white ass fucking halloween ass bitch and it was fucking delicious and so it went like in my coffee i would put this pumpkin spice shit up in there and like oh my god it was fucking amazing and i don't even want the pumpkin spice liquor back i just want to see him because he's so sweet and he never made me feel like i was lame you know like he like he just he always made me feel like i was cool he knew all the things about me that everybody else points out to me as if I don't notice. He noticed them. He knew about them. But even though my hands were clammy as hell, he would still hold my hand. You know? Like, we would just sit and, like, watch TV and he'd, like, rub my feet and shit. Like, he just made me feel like a person. And I swear to God, if I wasn't absolutely repulsed by the idea of a penis being anywhere near me, I'd fucking marry the shit out of that dude because he deserves the world. <sighs> I should contact him. It's been a year. I miss him. Um. Wow. Okay. Let's see. What else has been going on? Anything? Anything at all? What was this podcast about originally? Oh, yeah, the little guy. Um, wow, okay. <laughs> Listen, if somebody in your life is making you feel like the little guy, give them my number. They can take it up with me. I can take it. I mean, clearly, I'm pretty fucking used to feeling like a garbage person. And honestly, it sucks right now. Like, I feel shitty. But I would take all the pain in the world if I knew that you didn't have to. Like, if it was possible for me to feel 10 times as bad as I do right now, but know for a fact that you don't feel any pain, I would do it. Probably would make it. Probably kill myself. <laughs> you know, and well, no, if I knew for a fact that the pain that I was feeling was preventing you from feeling pain, I wouldn't kill myself. I would stick around so that you could be happy. Um, because I have mental problems, but. If somebody's pissing in your pool, give them my phone number. Tell them to come piss in my pool. You know what? I'll put, I'll fucking put some invisible wiring or something so that they'll get electrocuted and die. <laughs> like, not because they pissed in my pool, but because they would piss in anybody's pool. You shouldn't be fucking pissing in anybody's pool. If you feel like you gotta piss in somebody else's pool, come piss in my pool, bitch. Maybe not. Maybe I'll let you piss in my pool if that makes you feel whole inside, even though I know it won't. Nah, I'll probably get my revenge. I'm kind of a vengeful person. 
but some people really can't afford to have their pools pissed in. Some people, it would absolutely crush them if you pissed in their pool, and I know that's why you fucking do it, because you want to feel like you have that power to crush them, so you piss in their pool. But you know what? I hope they redirect you to my pool, because you're not going to feel any better once you piss in it. Your bladder might feel better because it's empty now, but do you hear that? That better be a fucking bird, because if it's a mouse, I'm going to kill somebody. I don't eat in my room, so there's no way. Anyway. What the fuck is that? I think that's a bird. I think we're good. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this because I feel like this was just a shit show. <laughs> um... Here's an interesting thought. I'm pretty sure everybody who's kinky has trauma. And I know that the kink community is going to be really fucking mad at me for saying this. And they're going to be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're like, you know, fucking enforce, reinforcing this. What is it called? Perpetuating the stereotype? I don't know. Some shit. Like, that's not even true. Blah, blah, blah. But like, let's be honest. Those of you who like to be hit during sex have daddy issues. Those of you who are men and are doms, somebody pissed in your pool. Like, you were made to feel like the little guy, and you're so insecure about your masculinity, so you feel like you have to dominate. And you know why I know that? Because I get it. Because I was made to feel like I was fucking useless and always in the way, so now anytime I'm in a caregiver position, not kink-related, obviously, <laughs> um... But anytime I'm in, in like a caregiver position, anytime I'm giving advice or even just, you know, holding somebody while they cry or something, I just feel better. So I know for a fact that if I were a sexual person, that would most likely transfer into the bedroom. So like, I'm just, I'm just saying, those of you with a foot fetish, I don't know, maybe your mom used to suck your toes when you were little because that, you know, moms are like, oh my God, baby feet, no, 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 like they're so cute. And maybe you were like, that's how people show their love when they suck my toes. I'm going to go suck somebody else's toes. Like, I don't, I don't know. And maybe that's not necessarily trauma, but like, oh, that's a good question. If you're kinky, where did it stem from? I just want to know because psychology is so fascinating. And also, I need to take my mind off of the fact that I'm fucking sad. So tell me about your weird kinks and how they started. <laughs> okay, here's a story. And um, trigger warning, it's, it's gonna get a little, not, it's not too bad. It's definitely a much more tame than some of the other things I've said. Um, so one day I was talking to this person and she had asked me if I was molested. And she was like, you know, I just feel like it would make a lot of sense if, you know, somebody had taken your power back in the day. And that's why you feel the way that you do now. Because you feel like you need to kind of take it back and blah, blah, blah. And at first, you know, because she mentioned the fact that like, well, that's probably why you're ace is because you were molested. And of course, first that pissed me off because literally the whole thing that I've been trying to fight is that if somebody is ace first of all don't ask them that question because that's fucking stupid like I feel like most people would know not to go up to a lesbian and be like who hurt you 
were you raped by a man and that's why you like women like maybe i just like drown it in that puss so like i think it's really ignorant and stupid to say something like that to an ace person um but aside from that i i kind of let it go for a minute because i knew that she didn't necessarily mean anything by it like sorry my my computer just did a really weird fucking thing um I knew that she didn't necessarily mean anything by it. Like, she just genuinely wanted to know, like, you seem to have a lot of anger in your heart. And I was just wondering if it was because somebody had, you know, done something like that to you. If somebody victimized you, made you feel like the little guy. And I was like, no. But I thought about it for a minute. And in a way, she was sort of correct. Like, I was never touched. I was never molested. Um, I'm very lucky. I was not victimized in that way, but I was bullied a lot. You know, literally one of my parents just straight bullied me for fun. And because this parent was my legal guardian, I did not have any power in the situation. Why does my computer keep fucking doing what it's doing? Are you still recording, you son of a whore? Hello? Okay. Um... Because he was my legal guardian, I did not have any power in the situation. I couldn't do anything. And it wasn't bad enough for me to, like, call social services or anything like that because he didn't touch me. It was just, like, psychological, like, emotional, mental abuse. And so I do think that part of the reason I feel like... Because there are certain phrases that just piss me off like if you look at me and you say like i'm the man of the house or something i'm probably going to put ajax in your spaghetti because just I'm, i've always been a vengeful person and i think that when you're very young and small and bigger kids throw rocks at you and then you go home and you know your sisters are bigger than you and everybody's bigger than you and they kind of you, you, you get kind of you get kind of you know you know what I'm saying? But also, I'm a very empathetic person, um, which I kind of hate to admit because it sounds cringy. But I had to watch a lot of people in my life being abused, like worse than I was. And I had to watch a lot of shit happen. Like I had to, I don't know, I just, I just witnessed a lot of people being treated really shittily. And I can honestly say that just me I really haven't experienced a lot of bad. Like, I'm pretty lucky. I've never been touched inappropriately, whether that be sexual or just, like, general violence, you know. I don't... I've never really felt the desire to be in a relationship, so I've never been, like, cheated on. I've never been, you know, used. So if we're just talking about me, I'm very lucky but I have been around so many people who have just been treated so horribly that I think I think it probably affected. I don't want to say that it affected me because I don't ever want to like make somebody else's story about me. You know, like I'm not going to be like, I saw you be abused and that affected me. Like that just sounds really fucking shitty and I don't mean it to come off that way because ugh. but like in a way, that's kind of how it is. Like, yes, I assume a lot of people are abusive because a lot of people that I knew were abusive. So like, yes, that's that's what I know. That's what I'm used to. That's what I expect. And I think it's like when I was really young, 
I, I should I should have just like my parents should have just watched movies in their bedroom instead of in the living room because I always came in at the worst times. But I remember I walked in and they were watching some movie and it was a rape scene. So, of course, you know, this girl was getting raped and they were like, you know, close your eyes, leave the room. This is an adult movie. And I didn't see a whole lot of it. But I just remember thinking like the pain that that woman must have felt to have no control over her body. And I'm obviously not going to get too much into it. But I was like seven or eight. And I guess that's not super young. But I just like it stuck in my mind. Because I was like, yes, that was just a movie. But this shit happens to people. Like there are people in this world who genuinely have to remember something like that happening to them. And it just broke my heart over and over every time I thought about it. And I think that just seeing so much shit that I saw in real life or in movies, it just kind of like influenced me in a certain way. And it's really hard to unlearn certain things. Like we weren't allowed to play outside even in the backyard unless my mom was watching us, which I'm not saying is my mom's fault. Like I think she did good, but she told us because what if some man you know comes to kidnap you or something and I guess there was like we lived in this one area and on the news they were talking about this guy in an orange car who would like kidnap kids and so she was absolutely terrified to let us you know go outside so I just kind of associated men with aggression <laughs> you know and clearly I still do and quite frankly most of the time, I'm not wrong. You fuckers are so... But I think that's why when I meet certain men, like the two that I have so much fucking love for, I'm like, you deserve the fucking world because I just know that you would never hurt somebody. And the fact that like, like I could sleep next to you and not have to worry about you touching me. Or if we got in an argument, I wouldn't have to worry about you hitting me. Like... There are literally two men, two men of all the men that I've ever met who I don't think are stupid and obnoxious and aggressive and just so testosterone driven that it's fucking irritating. But that's also how I know that I'm not straight. Like, I have all the love in the world for these men, but I would never touch their penises. Like, they deserve to get their penises touched. If anybody deserves to get their dick sucked, it's those two. But am I gonna fucking do it? Hell no. I ain't on that gay shit, bro. You gotta have to <laughs> get that shit somewhere else. And it's the same way with women. Y'all bitches aren't off the hook. Every fucking woman I know is just a bitchy, fucking whiny, victim complex, having ass fucking... I, I can tell that I have a really distorted view of the world. Um. But you know what? Say what you will about me. But I have managed to protect myself. Like, I see the warning signs. You know, I'm objective. I, I manage not to put myself, not put myself, I'm not blaming the victim, but I manage not to find myself in certain situations that a lot of people do tend to find themselves in. The reason I bring that up is because before somebody tries to bring me into the kink conversation, no, I am not ace because I was molested, because I was not molested. I think it probably has something to do with hormones, pretty sure I've got the tism, I just don't have a sex drive, and I just don't have the desire to, like, fix that or change it. 
I've just never really felt the need to. Um, plus, you know, I kind of think that men and women both really suck. And I'm so glad that, like, of all the problems that I do have, one of them is not being horny. Like, I'm not like, oh my god, like, this person's so shitty. They treat me so badly, but, like, I'm just so blinded by my genitals. Like, I don't have that problem. If you say something stupid, you're stupid to me. I don't give a fuck how symmetrical your face is. You're not impressive to me. And I, that's one quality about myself that I actually do really enjoy. Because, like, I can be much more objective. But with that being said, I got a lot more into that than I thought I would. Holy fucking shit. Um, if you're kinky, tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know how I started thinking about that. Um... I guess I can end this with a joke, like I always do, so let me think of one. Alright, here we go. I might have told this one already, and I might have forgotten, because that's what I do. Um, I know you've heard this one before. A lot of these, before you fucking say, you know, I've heard that one before. Yes, I know, I'm not claiming to have made these up. These are, these are just ones that, like, come into my head, and I think they're funny, so I'm gonna say them. I'm sure I've made up at least one of these, but most of these I didn't make up, obviously. Okay. <laughs> what do you call... A cheap circumcision. A ripoff. <laughs> <laughs>